up, everybody? Welcome to Fan to Flame Podcast. Thank you for stumbling up upon this podcast. Maybe you have been waiting for this episode. Um, this is going to be a good one. I'm not sure how long we'll go. Uh, I don't have anybody on here to dialogue with me tonight, but I wanted to give my thoughts on the hot topic right now that's going on. Uh, this term revival that um, we're hearing about and, and people have been patiently waiting people have been praying and interceding and and uh just it's a great time to be alive if you're in the body of christ um and i'm thankful that we are uh, rooted in truth and grounded in god's righteousness and so what's going to happen is uh i just believe um we are we are tipping um we are just seeing the tip of the iceberg of what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks, months, and even years. I believe that we are closer now than ever, obviously, of the of the return of our Savior. And guys, um, things are happening. Things are happening in the spirit. Things are happening in the, in the natural and the physical, but they always manifest in the physical because they've already uh, happened or are happening in the, in the spiritual. And so I want to talk a little bit tonight about revival, um, and and we've we're all aware of what's happened at Asbury, and and it's it's dumping, it's dumping over into other colleges and and uh, places, uh, uh, open air worship. I mean, there's stuff going on right now that you just cannot deny that there's a movement of God on uh, on the loose, and I love it. I love what's happening. I was doing some digging, uh, some old school um, pastors and preachers, and. There's a there's a quote from Robert Coleman that says revival is the awakening or the quickening of God's people to their true nature and purpose. And just to jump down and see what Charles Finney had to say about revival, he says the return of the church from their backslidings and the conversion of sinners. And man, what a beautiful thing to witness in this day and age of God's people returning back to uh, to repentance, to to uh, fall on their face in in noting that we've missed it. There's just some things that we have missed. And here's the beauty of God. No matter how many times you miss it, he's always awaiting with open arms. And revival to me looks like that. It looks like awakening something that was spiritually dead. And now we're seeing something transform the lives of those who are touched by it. And it's the Holy Spirit, guys. I mean, we can trace this all the way back to Acts chapter 2 at Pentecost, where there's 120 in this upper room, and they're waiting for the gift that Christ promised them on his uh, ascending back to heaven. And we're, we're experiencing the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that Jesus gave uh, the church at Pentecost. We're experiencing an outpouring of, of what's happening with um, his his peculiar spirit and and where he chooses to uh, make his mark on this earth, on this dry land. And that's what you're seeing is, is spiritual rain falling in places that have been droughts, that have been um, places of death and destruction and chaos and, and all these things. And you're seeing the hand of the Lord, the Spirit of God, sweep across the nation, and I believe it's going to grow. I believe that church services are going to extend. I believe that people are going to get to a place where they're they're just flat on their face for hours, whether it be at home, whether it be at a, at a social gathering, whether, whether it be um, at corporate worship. I, I just think that you're going to see some things happen in the days to come that are going to make our heads really spin. Because here's the thing, 
when we think about revival, when we look at revival, I don't think that we get to choose how God births revival. And I think that he's going to do what he sees fit for the purpose of the people that he has placed on this earth. And obviously for his glory, first and foremost, because God loves to show his glory. He loves he loves that people would be living from glory to glory. And that's the lifestyle that we're called to live as believers and followers of Jesus, man, is, is full-fledged on fire for him day in, day out, whether we feel like it or not. I mean, there's going to be those days where you're tired, where you've got a million things to do and, and only a thousand seconds to do them. And, but that's where God shows up, right? On dry and thirsty ground. I mean, I, I think about the valley of the dry bones in Ezekiel. That's revival. You look throughout the Bible, revival was everywhere. Revival was with Gideon in, cha- in Judges chapter uh, 7, where God dwindled his army down to 300 men. 300 men that that would really not be your typical uh, choosing when it comes to soldiers and warriors for for your army. Um, he dwindled it down to 300 men that um, were lapping water differently um, and drinking water differently than the men who um, would uh, w- would be drinking in other in in other sorts of ways. So go read the story if you don't believe me. It's in it's in Judges chapter seven. But this is where I think that we've we've tried to categorize revival in one specific movement, and that's just not how God works. He, you've seen it, you know, uh, in former years, you know, the Toronto outpouring, you've seen, um, you, we've seen what happened in California, right? <clears throat> With, um, uh, Azusa street, we, we've seen all these things happen, a movement of God happen in, in a time of history where I feel like guys, there's people going to be writing books about what's happening right now. You're going to see people literally writing books about how God is moving and, and showing up in a way that we can only attest to his spirit being present um, in the room, in the place as people gather. And I don't think you're going to see the end of this. I think that this is something that's that's going to usher in um, this banquet wedding that we're all invited to with Christ Jesus. And here's the thing. Here's the beauty of this wedding banquet that we're invited, invited to. Every single person gets an invitation. Every person on earth gets an invitation to come dine with the king. Now, not everybody's going to show up. Not everybody's going to be at this wedding. And and it's not God's want or his will. His will is actually that all men would come to repentance. That's what the word says. But some will reject the message. Some will reject what he um, has showcased in his earth. I mean, even in Romans 1, it says that we're not going to, we're going to be without excuse as to how, um, we didn't come to him. There's going to be no excuse looking at the earth, looking at what he's done, what he's poured out, what he's, what he has uh, handcrafted. And there's not going to be an excuse as to why we didn't know that he was real and that he wanted relationship with us. And so, guys, here's what I want to say as the church. Like, we have got to stop becoming so divided on these issues that have no, um, have no push um, make or break of our salvation. We've got people wanting to argue theology about something that God is doing in the moment in somebody's life and tell them that it's not real. I mean, we have got to get past our own selves and let God be God and let that person have their experience with God and stop trying to create a theological discussion as to why they're wrong and you're right. 
Look, I guarantee you at Pentecost in the upper room where 120 were gathered, when the Holy Spirit showed up, and it says in the Bible, you can go read this, it says that there was like a rushing violent wind, okay? What do you think that looked like to people in that place? I bet you they were scared to death. You, you, you're not going to get me to believe that some people weren't like, what is this? Because we're human, right? And something supernatural shows up in the room. And so when that happens, you're going to have questions. You're going to have like, what was that? You know, not to mention tongues of fire were rolling during this time. And, and I think that we try to downplay things so much when we read Scripture and we, we try to chalk it up to a history lesson and forget that God's gifts are without repentance. God's gifts for the church, for the body of Christ are for today. Okay, I'm just going to say that. I have experienced in my own, um, in my own life, time and time again, things God did that I could not fully explain. I mean, good grief. How do you fully explain even in the Old Testament that you know, the story of Balaam and Balak where, where God speaks through a donkey? How are you going to explain that to somebody? And then, you know, how many people you think he like got ridiculed by because he was coming back saying God spoke to me through a donkey? I think that we need to start taking the Bible literally and stop just chalking it up to a history lesson to where God doesn't do these things anymore because we're missing a lot of blessings. And revival will um revival will sweep through the nations whether we want it to or not you know god's going to do what god's going to do and here's the thing like there was so many um there were so many things i was hearing about um about asbury and when it popped off you know this is a wednesday night service by the way and we're we're on the back side of i don't know how many weeks out now but this is a wednesday night service where these kids were gathered in this chapel and the guy gave a message um, it was in Romans. I can't remember the exact chapter, but it was about love. And it was, I, I remember him saying something at the end, um, something like, you know, you'll, you'll never be able to love if you don't learn how to be loved. And he kind of wrapped up the message and the worship team came on, which was like three people. And it was an acoustic set and, and, um, they, they just start worshiping and these kids just don't leave. They just don't leave. And all of a sudden, classes are being canceled and people are flying in from other countries to experience this movement in this this um, this chapel i mean you go watch the videos you, you can't even get on social media without seeing some of what happened there and demons being casted out of people um if you don't believe in that come talk to me personally um but things happening in this the supernatural way that people just they can't fully explain but they know that god's there and here's the thing i've, I've learned about god a long time ago I will never figure him out in one sermon, one series, or one lifetime. I can try as hard as I may, and I love this about God, that he leads us on these journeys, on these expeditions with him, and he continues to show us great and mighty things which we did not know. And so if I can come into, uh, into a journey with God and just note that, hey, I don't know everything, God, but I trust you, then I think, I, I think he's able to have the movement that he desires inside our hearts. And because just like Proverbs says, you know, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, trust God, trust him and he will make your path straight. I may not know where he's leading me completely or where I'm going, but I can trust that he's already there when I get there. And so that's with revival at large, man. I mean, when you see God's people not be able to leave a room for weeks on end because 
his sweet presence is so thick and they just want to be with him and they just want to be with him in this moment and, and they place intimacy with the Lord over their own comfort, then things start to happen. And and here's what here's what I don't want to see happen is I don't want to see people take Asbury and try to mimic that. I don't want people to be, well, this is what they did, so we have to do that. No, God wants to do something in your midst, in your congregation, in your heart, in your prayer closet, by yourself, maybe with one other person, wherever. He wants to do something specific for you as well. And it may look like Asbury, and it may not. I mean, every revival that I've chased down in, in American history looked a little bit different, okay? Some different things happened, and some different things were transpiring during those um, those moments and those hours and those weeks and those days. I mean, look at Brownsville. Look what happened in Brownsville. Totally different. Okay. Look what happened in uh, the Toronto, you know, the Toronto outpouring. Look what happened there. Look what happened again at Azusa Street. I mean, just so many different things that have happened that you cannot deny, like there was a movement of God taking place. And this is nothing new. There was a movement of God in the Bible. There was a movement of God when he sent Jesus to grab 12, you know, uneducated men and walk around casting out demons and preaching the kingdom and healing blind eyes and opening deaf ears and and doing all these beautiful things and raising dead bodies. Like there was a revival going on right then just because the term revival wasn't, you know, applicable maybe to that day and age or just the word itself like doesn't mean that that's not something that we can we, we do that we can't celebrate today. And so revival is literally I think I think Charles Finney in and um and uh, Robert Coleman said it, man, the awakening and quickening of God's people to their true nature and purpose. That's Robert Coleman. And I agree with that, man. That's There's an awakening in the church right now because people are not okay with status quo. And they want to live revival every day. They don't want to have to just go somewhere to get it. They want to live it every day. And so that's where that thing pops up is when your heart is so abandoned to Jesus and his call and his mission that it's just a byproduct of the nature of what's happening in the room, that's revival, man. When we, when we choose to throw caution to the wind and follow Jesus with a full heart abandoned for the kingdom of heaven, then things happen just organically. They really, really do. I've seen it numerous times in my own life, and I've seen times in my own life where I've gotten stagnant, and I'm like, where are you at, God? And it's like he's, you know, well, I'm right here. You, you've you chosen 15 other distractions today, Scott, than spending time with me, you know, and your three or four Bible verses that you just want to read to check the list aren't going to cut it. Like, I, I want time with you, and so don't ask me where I am when I haven't moved. Ask yourself where you are. And it's it's kind of a hard rebuke, but it's what it, it's what's needed. He's reminded me this time and time again, like you can have as much of me as you want. And I believe in revival, that's the same concept. We can have as much of him as we want. Like they didn't have to stop that chapel service. It could still be going today. I think they put a cap on it and they quit maybe a week and a half ago or something like that. I can't remember, but it sparked these other flames. It sparked these other fires that that God's people were sitting together thinking, you know what? We could have revival too. We can have time and intimacy with the Lord that that elevates our praise to a place 
that really um, heaven wants to come kiss earth. And we can do that anytime, any place. And I just feel like that's where people are, man. It's There's a hunger and thirst for righteousness. There's a hunger and thirst for, for repentance, for, for noting that we've gotten it wrong and we've missed it. And we need God to come and, t- and share with our hearts the right, the real right and raw way to approach him. And that's where things can pop off and that's where things can just be absolutely astonishing and, and amazing. And we can see God really um, rise up in our spirit and just show us how to live, to live from a place of revival. And I guess, you know, to kind of wrap up this this shorter um, podcast, like that's where we need to be, church people, that we, we need to be living from revival, revival in our homes. Revival starts with one person in the heart of one person that that has a burning desire to just be with Jesus. You know, like the word says that, you know, they were uneducated men, but, you know, later on it says that they could tell that they had been with Jesus. The people looking at the disciples could tell that they had been with Jesus. And that's what we need to get back to. We need to get back to when people look at us, the only thing they have to say about us is, wow, I can tell that person's been with Jesus. And that's where all this is going to go. That's where all the, or this, that's where all this is going to spark from is, is spending time with Jesus. And so whatever that looks like for you, whether it's your car ride, your commute to work, and you're just praying, you know, go deeper, you know, pray in the spirit pray in the spirit. Like that's one thing that God has really shown me that the church is going to need in the days to come is to learn how to pray in the spirit. And look, it may look weird to some people. It may, it may not be some people's cup of tea, but I can tell you one thing's for sure in my life. When I pray in the spirit, things happen. The atmosphere shifts. Things happen. And it's not me. It's just my creator because he loves me. I didn't do anything to deserve this. You know, I didn't do anything to deserve all of God's goodness and all of God's grace. But yet he gave anyway, because while yet I was still a sinner, Christ Jesus died for me. And I live by that. I live by the fact that knowing in all my imperfection, he is made, He is perfect. And he doesn't negate um he doesn't negate the fact that, you know, I, I I have messed up. He doesn't turn off his grace or his love because I have missed the mark. You know, he he is above all that. There's not one sin that I've ever committed or that you've ever committed that's beyond God's grace. Not one. Okay? Not one. Um, and I, I just want you to know tonight that that if you would be open to just let him come in, let the King of Glory come in. Lift up your heads, O gates. Let the King of Glory come in tonight, today, wherever you're at listening to this, and just say, Father, I admit I don't know it all. I admit I'm not perfect, but you are, and you do know it all. And so I trust you. I give you my heart. I give you my family. I give you my finances. I give you my home. I give you everything that I've tried to keep for myself that that keeps me in constant anxiety. And I hand that over to you right now. And I trust you, Jesus, that you know how to do better with my life than I do. And so I give you my whole heart. I give you my whole body. I give you my whole soul. I give you my whole mind. I give you everything, God. And I know that you're going to do great with it. And then say amen. And then really believe it. And then really don't try to take any of that back. Just leave it there. And then revival can start in your heart. Revival can start in your living room. 
Revival can start in your marriage. Revival can start in your finances. Revival can start in your relationship with your lost child, the prodigal son or daughter that has yet to come home. Revival can start in your prayer life. Revival can start in you prophesying. Revival can start in you laying on of hands on the sick and watching them recover. Revival can start in you laying on the hands to those demonically possessed and watching demons flee in the name of Jesus. It's all real. It's all reality. It's all in the book. I didn't write it. I just believe it. So I want to thank you guys tonight for tuning in and uh, tomorrow, whenever whenever you would hear this. Um, I appreciative of all the support. Look, if you haven't yet, go rate, review. And um, spend some time listening to these. I know they'll bless you. I know that um, you're going to find your gift by listening to these uh, podcasts. I just feel like that's something that the Lord has put on my heart. And so, and if you don't know, just ask him or take inventory of your life and see what you're good at. See the gifts that God has put in your life and then put them into practice. Fan into flame every gift that God has given you. And then you're going to live a life full of revival. So again, thank you. Bless you guys. Go rate, review, like, and share wherever we're at. We're going to be on a multiple different platforms soon. We are on Spotify now, um, and that's just going to grow. So God bless you all. Have an amazing night. Peace.